What is the difference between MSP, MSSP, and SOC? We'll have that answer on today's MSP Zone. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. And it's good to be back at the MSP Zone after a short break. Took a... a week off to reset the reset and recharge the batteries, and uh, they are fully stocked up. So we are very excited to be back and talking about uh, actually a a listener uh, request. Um, this came in from an MSP, and uh, they had a really great uh, question: What is the difference between an MSP, an MSSP, and a SOC or a SOC as a service provider? And it's something that we hear all three of those uh, terms thrown around, used quite frequently, and I use it myself. And but some of you may, you know, we we it's one of those things where you say something or hear something so frequently, and then you realize, do I really understand what what that is? What is the meaning of those of those phrases? And and are you aware of other people using? Uh, or defining those phrases or terms in different ways than you or I might be accustomed to. And that's always the the trick, right? Is making sure that we are uh, conscious of the the different uses of these very frequently uh, used terms in the MSP community. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, And a lot, just a heads up, a lot of what I'm going to talk about has a lot of different ways that it could be interpreted. So I want to be very clear up front that I'm going to give you my perspective. Uh, the perspective is not a one-size-fits-all. It is simply my opinion on each of these different um, terms and how they commonly, more frequently, uh, at least as I see them, get used or implemented in a real-world managed services environment. That's the context in which I'm going to attempt to define each of these terms, uh, explain how they uh, present themselves out there in the, in the marketplace, and hopefully um, answer this question for at least one of you out there, but hopefully uh, a number of you out there might also be thinking about or have questions related to this. So let's dive right in. Obviously, what's an MSP? Um, you, you can't really answer the other two without defining the MSP first, so let's do that. Uh, I will take everyone down a memory lane trip down to 2004 to 2005. I'm not sure which year it was, but they had a group um, of our then board members, and we were in a secluded uh, place in San Diego, if I recall, in a resort, and we were tackling amongst the many issues we were tackling on that day. Specifically, one was, how do we as an industry profession define ourselves? And, and the, the conversation and eventually the question was posed, well, what is an MSP? And what is what are managed services? And, and that consumed many hours of, of conversation because, yeah, unlike today, we have a lot better idea of what we define those terms as, and we have a lot more history uh, and, and usage now to look back on 
which makes things easier. But in 2004, believe me, it was a different time. Even though managed services had been around for uh, maybe a decade at that point, um, it still was kind of, if fringe is too extreme a word, then it was certainly not as popular as it is today. Uh, but nevertheless, we did come up with a rather elegant solution, which I think is still something that I use today as my definition of managed services or MSP, uh, and helps me a lot, uh, especially when defining an MSP compared to non-MSPs. Well, what is a non-MSP, you might ask? Well, that's, you know, specifically and more frequently, that's uh, a break-fix company. It's a company that is not proactive. They're reactive. They have, um, they're not always, but often they they have uh, VAR characteristics, right? Meaning they are value-added resellers uh, or come from that market uh, and, and are attempting or have attempted to put in place a, a managed services offering. Um, but an MSP is, is a proactive provider of IT services on an outsourced basis. That's the real trick. That's, that's the key, right? Two of them, really. Proactive and the outsourced one-to-many business relationship. Because you could be proactive on a one-to-one basis, right? You could have one customer and be very proactive, but that really isn't an MSP, right? That's something different. An MSP and the strengths of an MSP and the value that an MSP provides to a customer is the fact that by delivering its services in a proactive manner, the MSP can do so to many customers at scale and with great efficiency. And the efficiencies that the MSP brings to that relationship make it valuable to the customer because the customer otherwise would be buying one-to-one, essentially, non-scalable, non-economically viable IT services, which is very similar to what an IT shop, an internal IT department does. Right? IT departments can be scalable, but but this is a brain twister for those of you. They are almost always inefficient in their practice, unless they are of the of the type where you they are delivering and operating similar to an MSP on that one-to-many basis, delivering their IT services proactively, because you can still have a very reactive internal IT department. Oh, yes, you can. So don't just think because you have an internal IT department that you are somehow um, you know, um, forward-thinking. You are proactive in your uh, monitoring and management of your IT assets. You might be, but it doesn't necessarily make it so. Just because you've got people full-time dedicated on an IT job, um, there are many ways that you could be um, not doing what you need to be doing, and it has nothing to do with fault uh, or uh, ignorance or anything like that. It could just simply be budget. It could be you don't have enough people to do what you need to do. You don't have enough tools. You don't have the people with the knowledge to use those tools if you happen to have the tools, right? And, and on, on, and on, and on. The process, obviously, is, is part of that as well. And so that's what an MSP is, is they deliver in a proactive fashion. They do, they do not wait for the problem to present itself, react to the problem, 
and then bill accordingly for the resolution of that problem. We are not in that business as MSPs. We are in the business of anticipating problems, actively managing IT assets, environments, systems, networks, applications, whatever it is that you're managing. And you do so in a way that attempts to reduce, not to zero, because it'll never get to that point, but to reduce to as small a unit of measurement as possible the amount of disruptive events that you have going on within that monitored or managed object. And the efficiencies, as I mentioned before, that associate themselves with that business model, the access to the tools, the access to the people, the access to a process that is capable of being repeated over and over and over again at scale offers a consumer of that service a great deal of benefit at a price that they would otherwise not be able to afford. That to me is a very prototypical uh, description of an MSP. You disagree. You have some other elements. Uh, certainly, yeah, you're free to have that belief. Uh, I, I, you know, if I had more time, I would probably add some additional elements. But that's a very good baseline definition of an MSP. Now let's talk about what an MSSP is. Uh, if we just define managed service provider, then to the typical person, an MSSP, at least today, would more likely than not be defined as a managed security service provider. For those of you who are saying, is that the only thing that MSSP could stand for? Absolutely not. I have heard managed storage service providers, managed, I don't want to go into the list, but there's a lot of different things that, that MSSP could be used for, but security certainly today is the most predominant use case of the acronym MSSP. Is an MSSP different from an MSP? Perhaps but maybe not. In the early days of managed services, the MSPs that I interviewed and talked to a lot, there certainly were the mainstream general practitioners who, while they were certainly covering, meaning monitoring and managing IT network objects like firewalls, um, and those weren't the only security-related objects or services that being delivered, but that was certainly the, the most specifically, you know, outwardly visible object that uh, an MSP might have on their sales literature and their website saying, you know, do, do you manage firewalls? The vast majority of MSPs, you know, since the, do the beginning of, of MSPs have you know, managed firewalls as a regular ongoing part of their business practice. And pretty soon that, uh, that list began to expand. And it wasn't just firewalls that they would manage, but they would also uh, start uh, selling, deploying, and managing antivirus, you know, technologies uh, to the downstream customers, you know, the, to the desktops, to the laptops, to the servers. 
And then, you know, you know, anti-spyware got added to the mix, you know, maybe in the early to mid 2000s. And then you had, you know, from there gradually many other incremental technologies that were pretty much security specific, you know, began to be deployed and began to be commercially available to the MSP industry and predominantly sold through the MSPs to their customers. Um, a textbook definition of what an MSSP does, I suppose, might look like this or sound like this, and that is an MSSP has as a predominant you know, part of its managed services offering surrounds security. Right, I, I think that would be a fairly easy, you know, non, um, you know, not debatable, but you know, n- no one's going to get ruffled with, with that type of a definition. That the, the MSSP really is a specialist. Right, it doesn't mean that they don't do other things, but they at least have some amount of specialty in and around security. Now, maybe they do that for a particular application set of applications, maybe they do that for a particular type of technology. Like you have MSPs who were, you know, who were and still are, you know, really just they're focused on firewall, IDS, IPS, you know, and and other related security offerings. We'll talk about SOC and SOC as a service shortly. Um, and, And those certainly would be defined quite easily and nicely as an MSSP. Does it mean that the earlier defined MSP can't or doesn't offer security? Not at all. In fact, I think it's a tremendous uh, point of confusion and, and a disservice to say that an MSP doesn't offer security, right? Because there's a lot of companies, providers out there who deliver great managed security, but they don't define themselves as an MSSP for a variety of reasons, um, so I, if you are looking out there, if you're an analyst, if you're a vendor, you sell to MSPs, if you're a customer and you're looking for an MSP, you know, pay attention to this. What I'm saying is that you, you cannot always judge by what's on a website if you're talking to an MSP who also happens to offer security. If you're talking to, on the website, something that says, yeah, we are an MSSP, I would hope, I would really hope that they are competent and, and are delivering good managed security service offerings. That would you would you would assume that you would hope that, right? If they say that, but that's a chief distinction, right? Is is the focus and the attention on security that defines what an MSSP is compared to what an MSP does? Again, it doesn't mean that the MSP doesn't offer security. In fact, most MSPs that I am aware of who call themselves MSPs do offer security. It doesn't mean that they don't do it well. It doesn't mean that they don't have competency in it. It doesn't mean that they don't have a lot of customers who purchase that service from them. It just may mean for whatever reason that they haven't chosen to define themselves exclusively as an MSSB. And I and there's nothing wrong with that. So I, I hope that that makes sense to people out there is that just because you, know, you use MSSP or MSP, it, it is not necessarily, um, you, you need to ask more questions, is what I'm saying. 
And one of those questions that I might be asking an MSP or an MSSP is, do you have a network and or a security operations center? And if I was asking an MSP, and I'm putting myself in the shoes of, a, let's say, a customer, one of the things that I would ask are, you know, all right, I'm, I am aware that, uh, that network operation centers and security operation centers can and often are uh, come in a variety of flavors. And, and two of those flavors might look like either an in-person traditional knock or what might be called today a virtual knock or a virtual sock. Um, and, and those are legitimate questions. And I think if you're an MSP, you need to be prepared to answer those questions um, you know, pretty quickly, right? Because that's not the type of thing where you want to say, you know, I'm not sure. All right, if, if you have sales or marketing people and they say, I, I don't know if we have a physical or a virtual knock, they're not doing you any favors, believe me. Um, so you need to answer and be ready to answer the question of, do you have a virtual knock? Do you have a physical knock? I use the term knock and sock interchangeably. They are technically very specific and can be different, but they can also be the same. So a network operation center came from uh, the old telecom days, right, where you had a physical room where you had physical defined boundaries of who had access to this room. And inside that room, you had physical connectivity, power, and other uh, elements that allowed for that room and the people in that room to be protected uh, against business disruptive events, power outages, connectivity outages, so that they could look at and see across the board all the many customers that they service and determine, you know, is anyone you know, having problems, outages, downtime, servers gone offline, things not responding, those types of things, and respond to them in an efficient, scalable, proactive, remember that from before, proactive manner. And that's what a NOC does. And the SOC Security Operations Center does the same thing applied towards security. Now, what a SOC might uh, lead some of us to, to think about is not just monitoring network traffic, not just monitoring the uptime, downtime status of a object, but it could specific, specifically be focused at security objects like firewalls, IDS, IPS devices. It could be looking at um, log traffic of a firewall or of other network devices. It could be looking for anomalies. It could be looking for IP address, uh, you know, anomalies that fall outside of the normal IP ranges that typically associate themselves with the network in question, right? Um, very common uh, tactic, by the way. Um, whatever it is, a SOC, whether it's virtual or physical, um, is something that every MSP ought to have. I'm, and, and my assumption is every MSP has a knock or a SOC. But not, not every MSP has a SOC. Every MSP has a knock. Whether it's virtual or physical is the question. Uh, if you don't have a physical place, like if you're 100% remote, uh, as a lot of MSPs were back in, back last year, then you had, at that point, a virtual knock. Now, it doesn't 
doesn't mean uh, this is kind of getting off topic, but the, the knock definition of virtual and physical really gets down to a, a, a couple of characteristic questions. Where are the people and where are the systems? Meaning where are the applications that the knock or SOC personnel use, right? So in the, in the traditional telco, telecom model that I referred to earlier, you know, those systems would have been hosted right there in that building. Those network monitoring tools would have been right there, uh, you know, almost literally alongside the the, the uh, knock personnel, so that those systems had the same uptime and um, business operational capabilities as the people did. Today, now we have disassociated with a lot of MSPs. Is they don't for for a a variety of really good reasons, by the way, have have separated the people from the systems, meaning that it's no longer for the majority of MSPs, especially smaller MSPs, uh, who don't want to take on the liability of physically and virtually securing those network monitoring management tools that they rely on so so much. They put those elsewhere. They put them into the cloud. They put them into a co-location facility. They put them someplace other than where the physical people are who use them. And that still would be kind of a, a virtual or a hybrid knock model and very typical, uh, very common. You know, it, it's not, you know, there are different styles of knock and sock um, configurations. Um, but the question that was posed for today's episode is now that we've defined knock, sock, virtual knock, physical knock, and all those things, what is sock as a service? Well, as the name might suggest, the 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 sock as a service is the delivery of a security operation center set of products that are delivered on a one-to-many basis predominantly but not exclusively to MSPs who don't otherwise have access to those types of, you know, typically 24 by 7 eyes on, you know, log analysis, monitoring and management of security related data. Now, a brief comment about outsourced SOC. Just like in the mid-2000s, we had a fairly significant channel debate about whether or not an MSP ought to develop their own knock or outsource. It is my interpretation and position that while you have some really good outsourced SOC companies out there, meaning MSPs, right, And, and that's where... This gets even more confusing is that you have a lot of sock as a service companies who say, yeah, we're a sock as a service. Well, I would still call them an MSP. And that could get really confusing because even though they define themselves as sock as a service, predominantly so they can capture the attention of the MSPs that they want to sell to, they should still be, and they typically are, still delivering manage services, but they're just delivering it to MSPs instead of to the end users. 
And the managed services they offer are typically around the security monitoring management. You know, if you want to define it as a SIM, like a, a security incident uh, event management or monitoring service as a service, that, that would probably be, you know, accurate and, and appropriate. But these SOC as a service companies typically, I think they define themselves as a SOC as a service provider chiefly so that they can de- define themselves as a channel vendor as compared to an MSP who would define themselves as such to a customer. So it, it, it's not that they're not an MSP. They, they are in many ways. Uh, it's just who they sell to is what distinguishes whether they call themselves an MSP, MSSP, or a SOC as a service provider. Now, um, I, I, th- that's a... Again, a very baseline definition of all three of those terms. And there are always exceptions to the rule. But I think that that's, that, that should help most of you out there, again, whether you're an end user, whether you're an MSP. Um, and and you, could, you could be an MSP that sells managed services to end user customers, and you could also have a SOC as a service program. I've seen those MSPs out there. It just depends on, on on who you sell to and your focus and speciality as it relates to security services. Now, if you are a SOC as a service provider, I would hope that at the very least you have some physical and logical security characteristics at work. I'm not going to say that every SOC as a service provider ought to have a physical knock, but I've seen a lot of them, and I don't see a lot of virtual security as a service or security operations center as a service shops out there. It's just not the type of thing that if you want to do well in that business line, that you want to have a bunch of people working from home remotely. It just it doesn't lend itself to that. Furthermore, if you're in the SOC as a service business, having that physical place, at least for the people, right? We, we talked about having the systems could be housed and, and hosted virtually elsewhere. But the people at least should be together to some degree so that they can benefit from the collective problem solving and, and wisdom sharing that, that commonly associates itself with a, a NOC or a SOC um, environment. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you know, the, the early MSPs and telcos did it that way is because, not just because virtual, you know, work and remote work was more challenging back then, but it was because there was such a tremendous benefit to having the shared collective wisdom and experience of being able to turn to the person to your left or your right and say, hey, how, I've got this problem, how, do you, how did you fix it? And that type of information sharing just doesn't really exist, um, you know, in the same way and with the same ease as it does in a physical environment. Um, the, the, the SOC as a service community also, you know, needs, and, and I'm be very careful here. They need to be people who actually own some IP themselves. Meaning what they can't be is a reseller of another vendor's SIM as a service or SOC as a service, reselling it to a bunch of MSPs. And if you think, you know, oh my gosh, who would do that? Guess what? I've seen it before. 
and it it does exist. It doesn't happen a lot, but there are some people out there who present themselves as a sock as a service, but they are really are not the ones delivering the service. It's somebody else, and they're white labeling it. And that would be another question that I would ask a sock as a service provider: is do you deliver these services? Is it really you, or are you white labeling it for somebody else? If so, who is that person? These are all very legitimate, very appropriate questions that, that you should ask. So, we've defined an MSP, we've defined what an MSSP is, and we've defined the the uh, scenarios where you might identify a SOC as a service, an outsourced SOC also known as an MSP, they could all be variations of an MSP or they could be very specific and just focused on, like I said, a, a 100% channel play, uh, in which case they most likely, you know, sometimes won't use the term MSP just to avoid confusion because that's who they're selling to. Uh, but the, the attributes, I hope, are now a little bit more clear to you after that um, kind of brief discussion, brief defining of those terms. And again, if you have different uh, opinions, feel free to share them. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I, I'm always open to hearing other people's uh, opinions on on this, but those are my kind of uh, reflections on how I've seen the term MSP, MSSP, and SOC, or SOC as a service used. Uh, I hope that helped. Um, and, um, you know, thanks to the, uh, to the listener who... Uh, wrote in for that one and keep them coming. That's a, that's a great, uh, a, a great uh, question to ask. And if you have a question you would like uh, addressed on the MSP zone, send us an email at mspzone at mspalliance.com. We will get to your requests as, as often and as frequently as we can. Um, and until next time, this is Charles Weaver with the MSP zone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.